Well, hello there, podcast family, and welcome back to Tea with Lee. If you're new here, hi, my name's Lee. I'm a cruise director for Carnival Cruise Line, but before we get this show on the road, I have to let you know that all views and opinions expressed in this show are mine alone. This podcast is not affiliated to, nor is it representative of the views and opinions of Carnival Cruise Line. This is me, me, and only me in the least self-absorbed way anyone can say that. So what is the podcast? Well, it's a discussion-based podcast, um, primarily with a cruise focus for that is my platform. That's what I know. It's how I've connected with many of you. Um, but along the road, maybe a few other topics will creep in. Who knows how far this rabbit hole leads? I don't even know. In fact, I don't even have a clue what's going on. There's no script to this show. So I'll stop with a waffle and get on with my plan. Folks, we've got a very exciting episode today because I've managed to rope in a co-host. Yes, I have managed to get myself not only a girlfriend, but she's also agreed to be the co-host of today's episode. So without further ado, say hi, Geraldine. Hello. Now, I've asked you to be um, today's co-host. Maybe my plan is to have a different co-host on each episode, or perhaps you'll get a full-time job. Who knows? <laughs> Want to add to my list of many jobs. But now, jobs is a brilliant segue into the, the focus of today's episode. To tell you a little story, I woke up today, thankfully, and then I had a shower and I was about to have lunch with my mum. And my phone pinged with a notification saying that John Heald, our, our brand ambassador, is live on Facebook as he does. So I watched John's live video today and there were a few points in his video that really resonated with me. And I felt compelled to make this episode of the podcast episode number one of season two. And I thought rather than paraphrasing the video's message badly... I thought I'd include it in the episode. So, full disclaimer, John, I'm really sorry if you're upset that I'm using your video, mate. And if it's naughty, let me know and I will never, ever, ever do it again. But if you are listening, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I never imagined you listening Anyway, I'll carry on. So playing John's message, what I'm going to do is play a segment, pause it, and then Geraldine and I will discuss the point raised uh, and then we'll carry on through his video. So here he is, Carnival Cruise Line's brand ambassador, Mr. John Heald. Uh, I didn't get his permission. I did get his permission to read his letter out. John got the permission of the person to read his letter out. I, I didn't. I hope this isn't naughty because I think it's massively poignant and maybe um, something that some of us haven't had the time to think about. So this comes from one of our very, very, very special live music entertainers. Um, and he's written this. Uh, Dear John, when the first lockdown in California started, I tried to adapt. I was streaming stuff, doing uh, live performances, things on Twitch, I don't know what that is, and Instagram Live, like all the other musicians. 
but it became more and more difficult. I was living on my own and I've totally lost my mojo. Okay, so first point there, um, this unnamed musician, I have no, hide, no idea who this is that's, that's wrote into John, has said during the first lockdown, um, life was pretty tough, but they were trying to stay as active and creative as possible. And I think uh, many of us within the entertainment department can relate to that, right, G? Absolutely. There was hashtag we will be back. And um, of course, lots of challenges, lots of Instagram challenges, TikTok challenges. Um, and it was almost strangely exciting in a weird way because it was such a novelty, like nothing like this had ever happened before, certainly not in our lifetimes. Um, but of course, we're now in lockdown three and the novelty has somewhat worn off. Yeah, I mean, we're in lockdown three here in the UK, in America and, mm. and the other countries around the world. There's been various different different restrictions or no restrictions. I see some people in America living like a fairly normal, if there is such a word, um, life. But friends in South Africa, for instance, um, they've banned the sale of alcohol and tobacco and stuff like that. So um it's it's been a very strange situation because the world has been so divided in their approach and even some countries what measures have come in um but i i i'll agree with you that in the first phase so sort of last year if we're talking like march 2020 through to even as far as july or september um people were being really creative online and doing online piano bar performances like Rowan does. Yeah. Um, I've, I was doing like quizzes and live shows as well. So I can relate wholeheartedly to what you said about, there was a certain excitement about this different platform in which we were entertaining on being like the virtual stage. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of, free content being put out there because we thought it was going to be a lot more temporary than it's ended up being so it was okay to offer out so much free stuff so we're like oh, it's a blip it's going to pass pretty quick we'll probably be back at work by summer but of course that didn't happen so it definitely does feel different as time goes on because people can't afford to keep up making free content so at some point we've got to start earning some money <laughs> Yeah, I guess the, the hard thing is the other side of that, because I always try to see both sides of the coin, is that it's it's difficult as somebody who supports creatives as well to be expected to maybe donate on people's online platforms, PayPals and stuff to to watch a show where you've, you know, you, you've seen the person and you love them dearly, but, you know, you're not their employer. That's a really difficult balance to strike because I'm not discrediting the work that any of these amazing entertainers are doing online, but it's a it's a real strange, strange time. And I mean, you do online dance classes, right? I do. I do them all the time. But in first lockdown, for sure, Instagram was utterly flooded with some of the best choreographers in the world offering classes for free constantly there was an entire I had I had a schedule <laughs> of the classes I was going to go to because I couldn't believe that all of this was happening at no no charge and now those same choreographers are still teaching online but they have moved to zoom and you are now paying for dance classes it's definitely a different approach now than it was six months ago or 
you know, a year ago. Yeah, I, I think it's so hard to strike that balance because that's that's their livelihood. And I think mm-hmm. anybody that challenges maybe people asking for payment for their services online, um, they don't have, a lot of them don't have the day jobs. Um, and we'll get into that because that's, that's creeping in now. So let's go back to John uh, and then we'll carry on discussing. It's so hard for my mental state of mind. I had to accept on a practical economic way that I'd lost all my income and people in day-to-day conversation did not value my job even though they watch TV and listen to the radio. It seems live music disappeared from most people's minds. People do not seem to miss live music but I miss the crowds, the sing-alongs, the applause and yes John I miss the salary and the tips. I think that's that's huge. He he feels like people don't don't miss live music. And while I feel his frustration, I I miss I miss live music. I miss live entertainment so much. So um, do I, absolutely. And and I think when when not alone, but I can understand why it must feel like people don't miss live music because it's been so long without live entertainment. And it doesn't feel like the government or any sort of people who are of influence are really trying to bring back live entertainment at the moment. It's been so long. And I've seen recently in the news, actually, that certain countries, I can't actually remember which ones, but certain countries are starting to be able to have live music again with crowds of people because the virus has somewhat disappeared from their countries. Um, and that must be so heart-wrenching for musicians to see um, and know that that was their livelihood and right now it can't be even though other people get to do that again and they don't. So, of course, it must be a very lonely feeling. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's frustrating to see other people have what you wish you had as well. I mean, countries like New Zealand, I think, is the country that you're talking about that's able to have festivals and concerts and stuff outdoors um, because of their low numbers. It's, it is. It's really tough to have a passion and a vocation that's also your career, how you make your money um, be be ripped away from you. And there's been a lot of discussion um, within the sort of circles of entertainers about not letting your job define who you are and mm. the fact that you've got more to give than just your talents. But we take so much pride in what we do as entertainers that that's really difficult to, to achieve that, that separation, right? Yeah, that's been... One of my biggest discoveries in this time, I have been working as a performer for a really long time and figuring out who I am outside of that has actually been quite enlightening um, <laughs> to just be me without the constant competition, the constant comparison. Um, obviously, there are some negatives about it. You know, we, we, all, we all miss what we do dearly. Um, but discovering other parts of of ourselves is is important too. And I've spoken to other 
performers who feel very much the same way, that they've discovered other sides of themselves that they didn't know they had, and that, that makes them really happy. So and there's some positive upside, but it is heart-wrenching for, for performers at the moment. Yeah, I, I found it I found it hard, I'll be honest, because my job is so, um, so dominating of my time and my role, my role is, is quite ambiguous. And I feel like my position on the ship is me and what I bring to it. Um, so the separation of cruise director Lee and Lee is non-existent on board because I am the product. I am the job. Whereas I feel like that's a little different for you because you bring your talent to the shows and your job mm. is your skills as a, as a dancer and a performer mm. and, a, and a singer that you bring your talents, but you are Geraldine who is dancing. Whereas for me, my delivery of, of a, the role of cruise director and, and delivering the cruise in my position, that's me. I just can't be anything other than than me. So that was really hard, really hard to to not be a cruise director for almost a year and to try and find that balance in myself. And I think I'm still working that out, but in saying this and thinking out loud, I think the problem is that I defined my role like me. So I'm yeah. still me. Yeah. That's that's the difficulty <laughs> there. I am never not me. And it was me that was the cruise director. I don't know, perhaps this is far too deep for people to listen to or to even try and understand. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. And I see it. Obviously, I'm somebody who's very close to you, who speaks to you every day, and I'm sure your your mum would say the same thing, it, is that it's been quite interesting to see a, a much more chilled out side to you that isn't constantly on show. And you're always genuine in what you do, but the version of you that sort of relaxes back a little bit and is a little bit calmer. It's been quite interesting to watch that transition because you really struggled at first. Um, you struggled to sit back into just being at home. You might be here a while and you didn't like it. <laughs> you don't want to do it. <laughs> you want to go back immediately. Yeah. Um, so you've done really well. Yeah, I think, and it's it's tough to not to not miss it because it is an incredible, incredible job an incredible environment and everything else that goes with it. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's, let's carry on listening to, to John. So the next part. I'm now working at a, um, this is a, a name of a store, which I won't mention just in case. And the hardest part was trying to convince an employer. I'm not going to run away as soon as I can get back to what I normally do. I'll be honest, it's a total nightmare. That is huge. And I think it's an experience that so many cruise ship workers are, are coming up against. I know we've spoke about it well before this video was put out by John today about that balance of being in the present and working in the here and now 
where cruising isn't happening and people are being forced to find like survival jobs, some people would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, it's not even a survival job. For some, it's a complete change in direction. Maybe cruising is finished for them for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, they may have decided to move on, but because their CV or resume reads they work on cruise ships, that they're coming up against these hurdles and barriers that they're struggling to get jobs from that that's such a such a difficult difficult thing to negotiate right yeah absolutely i mean i've done quite a few interviews um, as a yoga teacher this year because that's my sort of my my hustle at the moment is being a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher and trying to find places to work now uh, yoga teaching is a profession where, where there is an understanding that you know yoga's a, a bit yoga teachers are a bit more flighty. Maybe they like to go travelling and that sort of thing. Um, but there are certain bigger studios that I would like to work for that would take issue with me being like, ah, well, I might be here in three months. I might not. <laughs> it would be problematic. Thankfully. The studios I do work for are small businesses, independently owned, who have been very understanding of my situation. And in fact, they, they ask about it all the time, and um, they're excited for me for when I do move on to whatever I'm going to be doing next. And um, I've been really lucky in that sense, but you've got to choose the right employer. Don't go to another huge name brand because they probably will take issue with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a difficult balance to strike, right? Because if you put yourself in the position of the employer rather than the employee, um, you want longevity out of your, your decision. If you're going to invest in someone and, and open a door, you want the person to stay with you for a while rather than being faced with the, the time consuming and the expense of recruitment again in in what could potentially be a few months but Mm. the other side of that is that nobody knows how long this pause is going to go on for i totally feel this this guy's pain like it echoes my experience echoes the experience of my friends who worked on uh, the ships as well of trying to explain to an employer I'm probably going to be here a while, but I I can't tell you how long that's going to be. I'm really sorry. I can't put a time limit on it. I don't know. We don't know anything. It's so unsure. So I'm really feeling for the guy. Yeah, because, I mean, the reality is, the the sobering reality is just when cruise ships start sailing doesn't mean every employee is going to go back to working on their ship. Uh, and that's probably really difficult to explain to a potential employer. Like, I would love to go back to working on a cruise ship, but realistically, I'm not sure if my phone will ring or when my phone will ring. Um, can I work for you in the meantime? I will give you 100%. It's You can't sell yourself as being 100% invested in your survival job without without writing off what was your job it's it's tough right you can't mm, i don't think you can be 100 percent into a survival job because by its nature a survival job is something that you do whilst you wait for something else yeah so 
um, there's always that issue as well. <laughs> ah, yeah. I think if you've just helped me realize something that um, uh, there's plenty of people out there, like let's step out of cruising, that find part-time work. It's not their main vocation. It's not their career. It's a part-time job. And okay, maybe people want longevity in a person that's working casual hours or part-time. But I guess with such saturation out there in, in the current climate, like there's a lot of people looking for work. It's not just cruise ships and cruise employees that are struggling and looking for work right now. I think that's a part, a huge part of it as well with there being so many people looking for jobs right now, employers can be picky about who they're taking on. Of course, of course. I mean, in entertainment, but also in fitness, because as me and you had this conversation before, um, I have always wanted to be a yoga teacher. I'd already, I'd always said that's something I wanted to, to transition into whenever I decided to finish with ships. I just didn't know that this whole situation was going to happen. So I jumped on the opportunity. The issue is, so have hundreds of other out-of-work dancers. They've also gone and got their fitness qualifications. It's a thing that a lot of dancers go and do. So the competition now for those roles in studios, in gyms, is absolutely fierce yeah yeah i see that i i see that there are two industries that that kind of work in parallel because in order to be a dancer you've got to be fit right so the mm-hmm. disciplines work hand in hand um and it's natural for people to go for things that they enjoy like me um i'm passionate about photography and i'm looking to work freelance just kind of doing casual bits of photography along the way but i also am very aware that Anybody that's had extra time on their hands will have picked up hobbies and skills. And for a lot of people, that has been photography. I'd Mm -hmm. like to think that I've developed a skill and an ability and an eye and a style that will help me get some sort of photography work in the meantime. But who knows? We'll see. That's untested because the UK is still locked down. Thanks, Boris. (laughs) You don't even have your model with you. No, no, I know, but I don't charge her anyway. (laughs) But yeah, so there's there's that. And I think that's that's a big thing that resonated with me um, when I watched this video today, that there's a lot of people, crew members, that are struggling to to lock down work. Um, And while... It would be damaging to deny your cruise experience. Like if if you left the cruise ship work off your CV, if I did that, I wouldn't have had a job on paper for the last six or seven years almost. Like I couldn't I couldn't leave that off my CV. So if there are any crew members listening to this that are, are thinking I'm struggling, um, if I could offer any advice. I'd say do what Geraldine has said and kind of target opportunities and businesses that are going to be more receptive to the fact that you might you might leave. So small businesses um, and stuff like that are probably a little more open-minded to the fact that you could be transitioning through the position. 
Yeah, absolutely. And network. So for me, obviously, as a teacher, there's a network of people I can speak to and reach out to via maybe Facebook groups, that sort of thing, um, and network within with teachers within the area I live in as well. So that when I do leave, and whenever that will be, <laughs> whatever that will be for, I, I, I can already think of three people that could replace me that I would happily recommend for my job yeah. once I go. Yeah, but that's maybe getting the cart in front of the horse because nobody knows when anybody is going anywhere, right? No, exactly. But I just want to make sure that I'm never letting anybody down. Um, right, let's jump back into John's video and see what, what comes up next. I just want to get back to work. 2020 was the year the music died. I hope 2021 is the year it will be resurrected. Oh, 2020 was the year the music died. This person, whoever they are, is obviously having a, having a, real, a real struggle. But I can understand... I can understand why that sentiment would be felt that it's been tough. It's been a real challenge and the music industry has been hit really hard. Like even the top name musicians and, and singers and stuff haven't been able to tour. Um, so a lot of their livelihoods has probably been damaged um, by the pause, but I, I don't think we're experts on that. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is one of our live musicians who's now working um, at a, a quite a world-famous okay. store. I don't know. Okay, so that seems to be the end of, of the, the poignant part of John's video for me anyway. But um, I think it's, it's, it has been a really tough time. And in conclusion for today's episode, um, I think it's so important to find your positivity and to remain, to remain positive and to find opportunities and fulfillment wherever you can, right? Mm -hmm. And understand that although maybe having cruise work on your CV right now feels like, um, <laughs> I was about to say nail in your coffin, that's very morbid, but wow. you, you know what I mean. <laughs> a bit of a stumbling block. Use it as your your superpower, the qualities and the skills that you learn whilst working on ships are transferable everywhere that's what makes you different from maybe other candidates what might make you more suitable for, for a job so don't dismiss it don't feel negative about it it's it's actually a really positive thing yeah i think the biggest thing would be to be very very real with any potential employers about the unknown nature of the the current situation um and just reassure them that in the present that you'd be committed to performing whatever job it is that you've applied for um but i think there's a bigger there's a bigger subject uh, to discuss about positivity and remaining balanced and staying optimistic like how are you doing that because we're both in the same situation of being out of work for nearly a year um from our primary roles anyway um, so how, how have you managed to stay, stay upbeat? I have certain daily rituals that I have, <laughs> strange as that sounds. I journal every day. I meditate every day. I know that's very millennial of me. 
Um, but it does keep me on the straight and narrow. It keeps me sane. Um, and I speak to people I love every day. So I speak to you nearly every day. Nearly every day. Definitely every day. Um, I speak to my parents. I speak to my best friends. And it helps. It helps to connect in that way. But by the same token, if you don't feel like talking, if you're having a, a day where you just need to be alone, just go out for a walk. Just be on your own. Just see nature <laughs> and all of those things help. Just listen to yourself and what you need on any given day. Yeah, I I like having projects to focus on and things that I feel like I can accomplish. And if you are someone that is desperately needing to get work, you can make those tasks like updating your CV or resume, making a video resume, um, writing cover letters, updating employment profiles and registering on, you know, careers websites and stuff like that. But uh, who are we to coach people on getting jobs when we don't have them ourselves right now? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's rough. But anyway, I think, uh, I think we've run our course with today's, today's episode Geraldine, thank you so much for being my my number two co-host extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. If anybody is wanting to unwind and stay positive and all of that good stuff, um, I would be doing her a disservice if I didn't tell you all about Geraldine's yoga and meditation and nutrition and exercise and all of that good stuff. So if you would like to check her out online, um, it's gg, that's G-E-G-E, yoga.com. Or if you search for GG Yoga on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find her over there. Um, and you can check her out because she's doing wonderful, wonderful things online. Um, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. A little different to what I would normally do um, with the season one episodes. Let me know what you think about it. You can join the group on Facebook. Um, Facebook, you can search for Tea with Lee podcast. You'll find us there um, or on anchor.fm. That's anchor like a ship's anchor.fm forward slash Tea with Lee. Uh, you can leave us a voice message. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got views and opinions about today's topics, let me know. Um, and finally, once again, John, if you are upset that I used your video, please let me know um, and don't, don't, don't grasp me into carnival. Okay, please. (laughs) Anyway, folks, uh, that's it from me. I look forward to bringing you another episode of the podcast very soon. But for now, as always, um, stay up late, have fun and make memories, all of that good stuff. And I'll talk to you soon. As this episode rounds off, um, I would like to remind you that uh, there's merchandise available, people. Yes, if you want to grab yourself a, maybe a t-shirt, a pair of flip-flops, a little clutch bag, a tote bag, a hoodie, or anything to help support me during this uh, interesting time, uh, my merchandise can be found over on shiptees.com. That's ship with a P, not any other letter, because they are quite good. Ship tees.com um, they've got a little menu tab and you can find the Lee Your Cruise, Cruise Director collection over there well that's it from me thank you for listening 
and I look forward to seeing you all soon, whenever that may be.